Okay, we did it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Dylan was playing the best bit on us ever. Yeah. It was really great. I hope that everybody experienced that on Twitch. I think that's that's just hilarious. Yeah, that was very good. Modern comedy. Modern comedy. Uh, okay, let's do some Star Trek. Star Trek? Star Trek? Star Trek? Welcome, everybody, to Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, I'm one of your three hosts today, Jan. I'm Darius. We haven't done that in a long time. And I'm Mark. We should. We should do it every episode. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> do people really need to know who we are? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good to know a name. I, I, I've definitely had the experience where I've jumped into podcasts, you know, two or three years into it, and they all talk to each other like we usually do. And I'm like, I don't know. There's that voice, that voice, and that voice. Yeah. And sometimes, they, like, I think we do an okay job of, like, naming each other yeah. while we talk. But I think me and Jan actually sound the same sometimes. Other than that, Probably I think too it's, much, yeah. it's easier to tell Mark yeah, and Dylan I think Dylan and I, Dylan and I have pretty distinct voices. Right. Just pitch me down. Or up, pitch me up, make me sound like I have, like I'm sucking up. Me uh, and Jan just have like, uh, like, thirty uh, year old white guy voice as a generic white guy voice. Yeah, thirty year old straight white guy voice. Basically. I'm just gonna do what Austin Butler did and adopt a ridiculous accent. You're gonna sound and like Elvis all the time. I'm gonna just sound like <laughs> Elvis all the time. Amazing. Or you could do like the Johnny Depp thing, where like that's not his real uh. accent. But it became his real accent over like years <laughs> just, of just doing that accent. Put on he, your like, hung out with Keith Richards for like a month and yeah. is like, I'm doing this now. Yeah. This is and my you're like, you're from Florida, dude. Why do you sound like you're from some British Isle? God, I knew, <laughs> I know more about Johnny Depp than I wish I did, but somehow I did not know that he was from Florida. And it just makes perfect sense. He's, that from, he's from Florida? Florida. I believe so. One of my brethren. <laughs> I think he moved around a lot as a child, but I think some of his formative years were Florida. His blood is Florida. He's got that Florida. He was actually born blood. in Kentucky. Yeah. That would Owensboro. That sounds like a horrible place. Unless you're from there. Then it sounds like a wonderful place. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this wow. podcast and I'm you're looking from right there. now and I just saw 15 unsubscriptions from Owensboro, <laughs> My Kentucky. bad, Owensboro listeners. You're wonderful. <laughs> I, I, a thing that I, I've heard before that I think is, I heard from a touring comedian, and I'm sure that's not an original thought of theirs, was that like never shit on a place where like where people are from, you know, like if people are from somewhere and right. everybody is from somewhere. So like you just shitting on a place, you have to have like a specific, like you can shit on a thing. Right. From that place. But if you do that, because like somebody's going to hear that and they're just, it's just very, it's painful for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I um, think David Cross did a bit <clears throat> about Santa Rosa one time because um, <clears throat> he was talking about like he was doing a show. It was at one of the theaters in Santa Rosa. And you think it's about to be one of this shit on Santa Rosa bits, but then it's actually just a shit on a tattoo parlor in Santa Rosa. That there you go. Like, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Like, don't shit on Georgia or Atlanta. Shit on 
Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. and, you know, like the people who have hijacked the state and, and all right. that. Yeah. So he, he apparently lived in Miramar, Florida for like, <clears throat> for quite a while. So yes, he, yeah. he was in Florida for, yeah. Developmentally, he's Floridian. Coming from, I, I was born in the panhandle of Florida, which people love to shit on the panhandle because that's like Hickville, Florida. That's like where the, the rednecks of Florida come from. Now I'm from Tallahassee, which is... That's, um, I call it a blue dot and a sea of red, but yeah, people love to, to go to town on, on, uh, where I'm from and yeah, it's like, <laughs> Hey, leave my, leave my home state alone. But it's like, yeah, everybody makes fun of Florida. Yeah. It's unfortunate that, um, there's a lot of shitty things that happen there. Tallahassee is <laughs> a beautiful city. So it really is the Spanish miles coming down from oh, the yeah. trees. Oh Yeah. Uh, this episode, speaking of beautiful places, right. ostensibly, it starts. Uh, it, it's about Jordy going on vacation slash a work conference. It's called the Mind's Eye, or just Mind's Eye, just Mind's Eye. No, the just Mind's and Eye. TNG season four, episode twenty four. Yeah, came and out May twenty was... seventh, nineteen ninety one. Sorry, dark guy, Darius. Oh no, no, I cut you off. Uh, it is the Mind's Eye. It is the mind's eye. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the title sequence right now. Why? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, it's the mind's the eye. The mind's eye. Yeah. Um, no, I cut you off. When was it? When was it uh, aired? Jan? May 27th, 1991. Cool. So Dylan was what? Negative four years and four days old, or something? Negative four and three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that this episode was uh, suggested to uh-huh. us to do in our yes. episode suggestions uh, um, channel of our Discord. So join that Discord by Stephen Tweedell. Tweedle? Tweedell? Tweedall. Sorry if I said your last name wrong. ST. <laughs> Wait <laughs> a second. ST Star Trek. Oh my goodness. Making connections. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion. We have gotten a lot of suggestions on that channel. Uh, we're not just because we haven't done all of them doesn't mean we're not going to. Some of them, like for example, somebody's like, "Why?" I think Ladera said, "Why haven't you done In the Pale Moonlight?" It's because we're saving it. In <laughs> the Pale Moonlight not like is like middle we, of the we, season. <laughs> we can't just do all the really good episodes because then you just would listen to like three years of us doing really shitty episodes, yes. <laughs> right? Which is like it's bad enough when we have to do a Voyager month. Don't make us do yeah. Because that's all. Is that what you want? Do you just want Voyager months for the rest of this podcast? Because we we could have done all the greats in the first I, season. I I could be wrong, but I think S- Stephen Stefan. I don't. I'm gonna butcher your whole name. Sorry. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's gonna be uh, ground beef by the end of this. Really likes Voyager. I think it's from what I was reading in in the yes. Discord. Is a, this is a it's not. Fan. <clears throat> we like Voyager. It's just that the way Voyager uses the holodeck is very rarely creative. This has been very like rarely. the anti-Voyager month. I don't think we've done a Voyager in. It's been like four weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. We got to get back. My we got to go back. I have to get back to Paxow ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Paxow, Jordy's going to Riza in the beginning of this. Um, and so, like, 
maybe get into your self-driving car that we're all going to have in a few years. Uh, but you got like the smart car version of the self-driving car. So there's really not a lot of room in this thing. Um, <laughs> you like sit down in like the one seat that there is and you're just like, all right, I'm a, I'm on my way to get a massage at the resort. Uh, I'm going to listen to my favorite podcast. So you uh, tell your smart car that actually has like Siri or Alexa or whatever <laughs> your chosen computer voice in it um, to play uh, your favorite podcast. And it starts the podcast like halfway through. And so you have to like rewind it because oh, like it's, it's not smart. It's dumb. Uh, but you rewind it right to the point where you start to hear us say, Trek to the, the holiday. We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Doubt that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Oh, fuck, I missed the beginning. It's like, what What had they talked about for 20 minutes? Uh, nothing I, important. <laughs> Dylan just Dylan. accidentally closed. Oh, no, we're going to start after that. Okay. <laughs> I uh, Last night, uh, Sasha and I were trying to watch. I don't know if you know uh, Detectorists. It's a British show. I think I've it's heard like, of that. It's like a comfort show for me. It's uh-huh. Watch it. It's a beautiful thing. It's on Acorn, I think, if you have Acorn. But um, they, uh, it's got a couple of really well-known British actors, and I can't remember their names. But um, they just did a movie, like a a movie, like a limited movie or whatever. Uh, they there was two, three seasons long, and they were like, "We're done." We the creators like, "I don't want to." I don't have anything more to say about this series. So like sure, I'm done. I fucking love that about and British I, shows. I love it. I'm like, great, cool. Um, but then they were like, I think it was so popular that he was like, all right, I'll, I'll do a movie. It's like one of these things of like, yeah, okay, we can continue the story, but that this is it. Really. Yeah. So you get two more hours. Down to that's right. it. Exactly. <laughs> and so they released it on Acorn as like an Acorn original and we go to watch it and the Acorn app <laughs> oh, won't, you click on it and it will it just goes blank if you go to detectorists it just go the screen goes blank and you can't get to the seasons you can't get to the movie or God. anything it's just so like I was a dead like, link or something i was like it must be an apple tv thing so i go to the app on my phone same thing happens what? and so i'm like god damn it so we didn't watch it and then to last night i was like you know what? i'm going to try something i log on to it on my phone on the browser and you could get to it you can watch on it the on the browser. browser of my phone. So I had to like street, I had to like airplay it to the TV. Airplay it, yeah. But their browser uh, like player is so bad that every time yeah. I would pause the movie, it would reset it to the beginning of the movie. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just the dark ages. If you think about it, you know, some my struggles with Paramount Plus, for example, or your struggles with Acorn, it just makes me wish like, hey, I want to just stop the VHS. Yeah. And then when I press play, because it's physical, it'll just start where it exactly was. Exactly where I left You know, it. like right. that technology existed <laughs> and exists. We, But we've like just so complicated everything. I think that we've like, come... 
I think we've come to realize that all technology is is trying to reinvent physical media or yeah. physical things, and we do it in the dumbest way. And Absolutely. so when so when Elon Musk like says something like, well, what if we just like drilled a hole through the earth and made Tesla's drive through it? You're like, this is so <sighs> stupid because you're trying to take tech mind and apply it to physical things. And if you just looked out your window, you'd see this thing called a bus. Right. Like <laughs> buses and trains. <laughs> yeah. Like just make buses and trains better. Make, yeah. They're like, nobody uses them. It's like, okay, make them really clean and nice and efficient and Free. luxury buses. It'll cost less than the cost of all the money they dumped into Uber and Lyft. It would have cost less to overhaul the entire public transportation system in America. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. <laughs> I, so, I've been taking the bus lately to work because uh, my car has been out of commission for a while. I got to replace the starter in it. Um, oh, God. Yeah. But I've been taking the dash bus when I can, and it's free right now. Um, oh, nice. Like all, There's like three dash lines in L.A., it's great. I love it. It's very rarely packed, but it's very rarely packed because it's so inconsistent on when it shows up. Oh, yeah. Is that there so like an app for you to track it or something? Is there, there is. What? Transit yeah. is the app that yeah. LA like partnered with to use as their like official app. And it uses data from the their, you know, tracking the buses or whatever, but it's still inconsistent. And it's bad. wrong, yeah. Like it's no, wrong I, most of the time. I can I can speak with experience about this too, Darius. Yeah. Because like I, the number of times that I've waited at a stop and then I'm looking at the app and it says the bus is there and then it says that I've missed the bus. I'm. It's I like absolutely as yeah, an app. I love for the most yeah. part. Like uh -huh. it's it's a great app. My issue is not so much that. My issue is I will do the like when to go thing. I'll be like, mm -hmm. hey, I need to get from here to here. And it'll say, okay, you need to start walking at this time to get to the bus stop at this time or get to the train at this time. It'll take this many stops. You know, it does its normal thing. Great. I'm like, okay, there's a bus in 30 minutes. It's a little later than I want to leave, but whatever. And then I'll look back at it like 10 minutes later and it's like bus is now arriving and oh, I'm like fuck me. Yeah. oh cool fuck me so I get up I get all my <laughs> stuff I like get out the door and I'm like I don't know maybe I'll get there in time I get to the bus stop and I look at it and it's like yeah bus is now going to be there in 15 to 20 minutes so right. like, oh so you just changed it for no reason and then changed it back the transit app <laughs> has borderline personality disorder and is just like mm, no you have to come now you show up it's like maybe i'll show up i don't maybe. know i don't know see that was one of the things when i lived in switzerland the four things oh, they did right oh, yeah. God. cheese chocolate <laughs> army knives and transportation. So I, that's four things, but that's why I said the four things. The four things they did right. Three. No, no, no. The most fourth, most the, other countries, their public transportation runs on time. But they had an app, and you could track the buses, and you yeah, could track the yeah. the trains, all the lines. And I was like, uh, this is awesome. And I would get my chocolate and my cheese, and I would cut it with my <laughs> army knife, and I would sit on that bus, and I would have a great day. <laughs> Here's my radical, I take over LA by, you know, dictatorial force and uh -huh. just start implementing my stuff plan. Uh, it is to like shut down from cars, like 30% of the streets in yep. LA and turn them into bus and bicycle lanes with like a median separating them so that people, you know, uh -huh. there's, sa there's safety. 
just 30% of the streets. So they are dedicated at all times for that type of traffic. And uh, in my in my liberal, you know, left pill, whatever brain, incel pill, I don't know what the, the expressions are now, that yeah. the insult, but yeah. you know, I think that would solve so much of the the the, the what drives me nuts about living in LA. My my I agree with you, Jan, but I would tweak it a little bit and uh-huh. those some of those streets I would make it like one way for cars and so traffic is so bad that people sitting in cars see buses and people on bikes flying past them (laughs) and go like i gotta fucking take the bus i can't do this anymore (laughs) um i was on the bus the other day and uh i'm like the only one left on this bus it's i'm pretty sure it's a dash bus i'm like yeah it was a dash bus i'm like great two stops away from my thing and he just goes straight and like doesn't turn right like the thing's supposed (sighs) to happen i'm like what is going on? Doesn't give me any heads up what's going on. Like just pulls into like a right next to one of the bus depots and like, yeah. and like opens the door. He's like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, I get up. I'm like, I'm close enough to my destination. I'm going to get off here. He was like, yeah, and oh, okay. Yeah. And I just walked it. I'm like, I get that you probably had to go to the bathroom or something like that, but you got to give a heads up. You can't yeah. just like detour for no reason and then just be like, I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like, uh, I just got to do a thing. He's like, <laughs> goes to a pawn shop and starts <laughs> selling some, it's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> uh, you know what really like recently when I was riding the bus, um, I was just on my phone, like killing some time and stuff. And then I turn around and there's a Romulan bird of prey. Just- oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of not getting to where you're trying to go. <laughs> Sorry, this is a reference to the cold open yeah. to this episode yeah. that is brilliant, by the way. Just one of the best. Um, let's do a quick um, crew breakdown and then we'll we'll do the roundabout. So this was written. Uh, what's that? The go around. Oh, we're calling it the go around because last time I was on, we no, called no, it the roundabout. We're calling it the roundabout. Dylan, Dylan, uh, christened it the roundabout. Yeah, I know. I'm just getting it wrong. I'm always going to get it wrong. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> just like Steven's name. <laughs> yeah, Steven, Stephen. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm really name. sorry. St's name. St's name. <laughs> Teleplay by Rene Echevarria. The story was by Ken Schaefer and Rene Echevarria. And this is. The directorial debut of David Livingston, who does Whoa. like a bajillion wow. episodes later. What a banger for a first act. You're good for him. And the music was by Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Return of the Mac, baby. I just flew through deals because we get we're, we're we've killed a lot of time. We spent so much time on buses. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Timer. <laughs> did we or did you? <laughs> Me and Jan did. Okay. Yeah, we support public transport, Mark, so we'll we'll spend as much time Swiss as necessary. I'm unemployed. I sit at home all day, so <laughs> I walk everywhere. <laughs> uh, okay, so we each get twenty seconds, and we'll start with. Mark, since he's had all this time to think. Okay. And, uh, so whenever you're ready, buddy. So Jordy is on the world's smallest shuttle, and he's flying by himself, not at warp, um, to Ryza. And the Romulans come out of nowhere and kidnap him. Um, and they tap into his little neural implants and start to show him like super violent images. And then like super happy images. And someone in the dark says, keep going. Ah! 
Oh, and then uh, he, uh, you know, we find out that somebody who doesn't really look like him takes his place at Ryza. And then we cut back to the Enterprise and they have a, a Klingon uh, ambassador on board because there's some rebels that are trying to basically uh, uh, take down the Klingon Empire and they think that the Starfleet's involved. Um, and then Jordy comes back and uh, is acting all normal except every once in a while he does some weird shit like reprogramming parts of the ship and we find out that he's actually uh, the, the Klingon dignitary is also part of this plot and he gets Manchurian candidated to kill some Klingon captain but it's all prevented and he's really sad at the end he doesn't bang for sure he thinks he bangs on Ryza he, he he hints that he bangs on Ryza. <laughs> He's like, there was a woman. There was totally a lady, but um, I can't make up any details about that. Right. <laughs> Beverly. I mean, uh, Deanna. God but damn, I, I remember did it again. everything. He was I like, love that this episode is absolutely insanely traumatic for Jordy. Like his brain, he gets conditioned. Op- what is it called? Operantly conditioned. Yeah. to be an assassin. And then next week on the next generation <laughs> data goes on dating apps. <laughs> is that really at, that? Is that really the next episode? The next episode is the one where data starts dating oh, one of his crew, his crewmates. <laughs> like there, there's no, you know, say what you will about the serialized nature of discovery and stuff. But I do feel like this is one of those traumas that is worth exploring a little bit. You know, like there should be an ongoing arc of Jordy being like, so yeah. So, um, like him, him and, uh, him and O'Brien should just have to deal with the fact that he wants to kill O'Brien randomly. Like, (laughs) I mean, this is the Ash Tyler plot of discovery in a way, right? He's just a sleeper agent. Uh oh! Spoilers for Discovery. Spoilers for Discovery. You've had so long to watch that. That, That's like season. Is that season two? Discovery. That's like season one. Yeah, that's like twenty seventeen. You've had six years. That's like season one Discovery that we all kind of wish doesn't exist. <laughs> well, that's one of the worst parts of that first season. Yeah. Is that Lorca Discovery? I actually enjoyed season one of Discovery. I I I like I like Lorca a lot. I like Bad Captain. Well, I like. Again, more spoilers, but <laughs> I want to see Prime Lorca come back, actually. Yeah. I would love to see that. Anyways. I want to see a non-Musk supporting Lorca. Yeah, exactly. One who's like, oh, fuck God. Elon Musk. <laughs> Just like fix that a little bit. Yeah. It does make sense that in the Mirror Universe, Elon Musk is heralded He's as a, a hero. hero. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, is this episode worth watching just for the holodeck stuff? Are we calling the brainwashing sequences the holodeck stuff? Is no, that we're calling is? the part where he try, he kills He's in ten forward. Uh, O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're standing next to him, so it's not like him seeing it. It's right. they're in the Romulan's version of the holodeck. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, that's like okay. a simulator or whatever they call yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. A Romulan simulator, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say yes because that's fucking hilarious that he just kills O'Brien and, and, and he then sits the last, down to have dinner. The last shot of it is great too because it just zooms in on like O'Brien's yes. dead face. It's just like, <laughs> so all the shots, like again, I, I'm, I'll, I, I want to praise David Livingston on his directorial debut. Like this is visually one of the most interesting episodes of TNG that I've seen in a oh, long absolutely. time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it, it, I'm sure I know Dylan already said that he regrets not being able to do this app because it slaps, but it really is like cinematically one of the most interesting episodes. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Dylan. Sorry. Sorry, Dylan. I mean, you did fuck the zoom up for a while, but he also doesn't listen to the podcast. He, he doesn't support us. 
<laughs> Classic. Classic Dylan. Classic Dylan. Just Jesus. shutting down our Zooms. I get it. He's Manchurian candidating us. <laughs> He's trying to... Someone's been brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's... Um, let's. I mean, let's talk about stuff. Let's, yeah. Uh, so I love how, like, needy for gossip Deanna is <laughs> when he gets back to the ship. And it's just like follows him into the elevator and is just like, I need to know you you got with somebody, right? Did, like, you got with somebody? <laughs> you tap something? Do you have fun on Liza? She needs goss. She it's like it's is this like a currency for her? Does she is she like the the information broker of the enterprise? But could you imagine how annoying it would be to know that something happened but you don't know exactly what happened like the minute she sees Jordy, she's like that guy's fucking happy he she's got like, some i feel it. i gotta know yeah she's a, she's <laughs> so empathetic but she's only yeah. half empathetic she's like right. if only i were my mother then i could just read his yeah, mind read but in, right. instead i have to <laughs> just kind of suss it Poke out and, and prod but she's not like subtle at all about it. She doesn't no. trick a person into saying it of their own will. She's like, and then what? And then what? <laughs> it was a very kind of Wesley Crusher moment. It totally was. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, um, she, she, she should she should suss that stuff out. Um, but she really is childlike at the end. She's like, <sighs> damn it. <laughs> Back I'll to my romance out. novels or whatever. <laughs> Oh, here's a little bit of trivia. The species that the Klingons are oppressing in this episode are the Creosians. That's the species from the episode The Perfect Mate. Remember the woman who was like designed to Yeah. Yeah. From um, Jensen. And I also when I looked that up too, I found out that they also appear in Enterprise. The Creosians. Yeah. Tucker Tucker crashes on a planet with the you know beautiful woman, and you know it's the classic Tucker's on a rowboat with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, I was a perfect gentleman. <laughs> yeah, I love that they just for Enterprise took uh, um, Captain Kirk's horniness and gave it to everybody on that. Everybody show. was horny. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the theory of Star Trek is that as humanity humanity progresses, it gets progressively less and less horny. Is that, is that what it yep. is? Yep. <laughs> we only went to space to find things to have sex with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, okay, speaking of like, yeah, we get nerdier and nerdier. Jordy's like, let's play a game, Siri. And oh, God. <laughs> it's just the lamest game. I guess... Game design is only in holodecks now because, like, it's just trivia, but it's not fun. It's not like Jeopardy. It's not made it. It's like, just do this. I love that the computer was a little sassy about it, though. It was like, very sassy. Yeah. It basically gave him a game and was like, <laughs> uh, here's the trivia game. And he's like, I love, I'm I'm going to crush well, this. Well, this is easy. Alphabetical order. Baby. In alphabetical order. <laughs> Yeah, it cuts him off. I feel like it just it it was able to read. I was like, "Oh, it's too easy, huh?" Okay, well, fuck you, fuck uh, you. I, <laughs> I will note that this is the first episode of TNG where Majel Barrett received a credit for voicing the computer. So it's it's a. It took that, it took almost five seasons to get it. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. The Isn't end that of ridiculous? season four. Yeah, it's, I like fuck. that. I like that the nerd AI conference is on Sexy Planet. Um, 
which I used to live in Orlando. <clears throat> and basically, Orlando is like the, the conference capital of the U.S. And it's like because that's yeah. you take it to the vacation, the vacation destination. People take their families and all these companies have yeah. their conferences down there. And it's also uh, they cheaper to do conferences there. Yeah. Las Vegas is a big one also, and San Diego is a big one too. Yeah. Right. I think I think now though with like um the idea of that the pandemic has brought in of like virtual conferences mixed in with actual physical conferences, we'll probably see it more often on the East Coast just like sporting events and stuff where it's like the time difference is better yeah. for most of the United States if you do it on yeah. the east coast right which is also why like it sucks when like the world cup or oh, like God. uh the the um the baseball classic you know these like world sized things happen in the united states because they always give it to something like orlando or some somewhere where it's like there really isn't a lot of people there but I know why you're putting it there. Like, <laughs> it's easy to get a ship a lot of people to Florida and fill up hotels yeah, in Florida. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's, that's just, it's just a logistics thing. Yeah. Uh, what, so, does that what RISA is? I think there should be a shitty RISA so that we can actually have a Florida, like an Orlando esque <laughs> play. You know, because like RISA to me is like med the Mediterranean. It's like Ibiza or something, you know, like it's yeah. a night, you know, it's like it's classy. But uh, there should be a, a planet that's like, you know, what the lower middle class species right. go to. <laughs> I think it should be, I think it should be like RISA's first attempt at, uh, so like it's the it's the Reno to to Las Vegas, right? <laughs> right? Like so, like all the old people are like, no, I'm going to this place because right. this is what they remember, you know. Even though it's like slightly run down, a little shitty, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going to Risa Four. Yeah. What? Yeah, Risa, Risa Four. four. Yeah. It's in the same system. Right. Uh, it's it's not, not in the, the habitable zone, but they put domes up. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that the one where their their domes kind of go out every once in a while and yeah, the weather's go. terrible? It is. I mean, look, they've they're figuring out the weather thing, but it's way cheaper. And if you want to see a show on Riza, you can still take a shuttle to Riza and do that. Right. It's not right. you know, and it's pretty good. Like a lot of, you know, like a lot of touring comedians come through. They still have dollar tables there. It's yeah, great. Yeah, they got dollar tables on Rise of Four. There's a there's a DS9 episode where <clears throat> Jadzia is trying to convince Worf to go on vacation. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Where he becomes a terrorist. Well, that's yep. that's An the one where they actually go to Risa. Oh, there's right. one where she wants to go. She wants to go to another planet, and he's like, she wants to go on vacation. And he's like, Risa, and she goes, no, this planet, and it's like an even nicer Risa. It's oh. like, like I can't remember what the name of the planet's called, but she Rich like, people, right? she yeah. like describes it, and it's like, it's like a step up from Risa. And he's like, wow. he like agrees to do it because marriage is about compromise or something like that. He gives some reason like that. And she's like, yay! And then that's the one. I think it's change of heart. That's the one where they crash and he fails the mission or whatever. But yeah. Oh yeah, and he, and uh, Starfleet's like, you'll never be a captain because yeah. of this. Yep. Yeah. Star Trek. There's so much of it. Quite a bit. Here's a little Anything bit of else? trivia. I know Mark was going to say yeah. something. Oh, yeah, Mark. And I cut him off from the very beginning. <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't know. You started talking, and I was like, I really like how she's very childlike in this episode. I don't know. 
when we first started talking about the episode. Oh. It's fine. I don't remember. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Here's something I'm going to throw out there. Apparently, stunt doubles John Nowak and Eric Chambers filmed a fight sequence between Picard and LaForge on Tuesday, the second day of shooting. This scene was not part of the aired episode. I just want (laughs) to... Was this just? It's when he grabs. I think it's when he grabs the phaser. Out of I George's know hand. They, they must have just had like a. I just want to imagine there's like a two minute fight sequence between Picard and Brainwash Jordy, and they're just shooting it. Like they really go to town. There's like, yeah, we've just finished the choreography, David, and David's looking at this like this is ridiculous. But Picard would never do this. He would just take the phaser, and then that would just be it. Like Picard, we got to like move on with the fucking like, episode. <laughs> Picard does like a cartwheel and kicks Jordy in the face. And like, there's just like, (laughs) it just doesn't like of all the characters to get into a fight sequence, Picard and Jordy doesn't make any sense. Like Worf should just break free from the Klingons that are holding him back. And then stop him. Yeah. Uh, I love that that Worf's climbing down a ladder when he gets this, when he gets this, like, like what was Worf doing up there? He's like, uh, I have the high ground, you know. He's 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 surveying the situation. Picard, Sorry, Picard speaking Klingon, to me is hilarious. Like Riker, yeah, Worf, yeah, like these kind of like big burly men. But Picard is like this posh British guy, and he like delivers these like Klingon curse words, and you're like. Okay, like I, I kind of get it. Um, I just, it just to me, it just doesn't fit at all. I don't know. Is that just me? I, maybe just me. So you're uh, saying that that Picard's diplomacy should not require language? Like, I, it can, is that that good? No, he's he's great. I just to me, it's like him, him having to like swear at the Klingon in order to prove he's a good diplomat. It's like, all right. It just seems forced to me. Yeah. No, I get that. I think this is another, uh, another, um, situation where we see that the, uh, universal translator understands context. Right. Yeah. Like he wants to show off his language right now <laughs> right. because other, otherwise you fucker, like, <laughs> like it would have just been regular English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's fun. I, I I like it when 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 they're forced to do diplomacy that makes them uncomfortable. Uh, that's just me. I I do like. I don't know. This whole plot with the Cryosians and the Klingon is a wrinkle that I think would work if this were a full two hour epi- you know thing. But otherwise, it just feels like I don't, I I can't like hold on to something in this plot. Like I want I want this to be more personal or something because right now it just seems like oh is there a tension with Worf? No, that's pretty much immediately just like resolved. resolved. Yeah. It's like oh you're a good Klingon, yeah, fuck off, and then that's it for that. So okay, it should be something like Worf suspects him the entire time and nobody believes Worf, and then finally you know they they find oh no Worf was right. You know that's how those conspiracy movies work generally tonally yeah is is uh no i have to find the evidence yeah because it having makes sense that he ahead. doesn't want war- to be with wharf yeah because he's like oh i'm i'm literally trying to sabotage something i don't want your head security officer yeah but like you said it just literally like we forget about that he's just like uh you're you're a good klingon and wharf's like 
Oh, thanks. I'm not going to pay attention to you ever again. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, As you were. Words of, validate, words of affirmation <laughs> just come immediately. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's worse love language? Words of affirmation. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, and it would be much more interesting if it's worth the whole time because at the end of the episode, they just have data they, as usual, just be like, uh, sir, uh, Jordy is innocent. What? Yes. Here are the reasons why. <laughs> and everybody's like, I mean, if the robot says it, I'm, right. gonna, I'm just going to listen the to robots, the, ro- the ro- a robot. Yeah. To, to <laughs> me, to me, uh, for data to say that after it took him for fucking ever to get there. <laughs> Yeah, he was moving those chips, those isolinear chips, with his bare hands. Do they not have fingerprinting in the twenty fourth century? Like, I thought of that. He He's said smart. they had a forensics team. Did the did he leave no DNA behind or anything? And it's like, Jordy's the only one without an alibi. Okay, yeah. maybe we should hold Jordy just in case there's something going on. Like, oh God, Jordy's the, even Jordy was the one that said, "I'm the only one without an alibi." Right. <laughs> I love that, you know, Worf's security approach is just the honor system. It's like, all right, guys, did one of you sabotage the systems? <laughs> and Data and Jordy are like, I mean, this was what I this is what I was doing. I mean, uh, he's and a bit Worf, off. And Worf's like, all right, that's that's good enough for me. I, I'll just keep investigating somewhere. He's else. been off ship the past few weeks, <laughs> right? Like. You're not going to suspect anything happened? It's like, come on. Odo would have put those people in cells immediately. Yeah. All of them. Even <laughs> if they had alibis. Tuvok, <laughs> Tuvok would have had them nerve pinched and in the holding cells. <laughs> Tuvok would be like, you have an alibi? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck if you have an alibi. Harry Kim, round them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And Jordy, did you do the crime? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have an alibi? O'Brien says. Nope. O'Brien says I was with Keiko. I don't trust her. Both of you in the holding cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your Arrest wife her as well. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Were you two on the con- in the conspiracy together? <laughs> I mean, she she's possessed by a Paul Wraith at one point. Right. We have no idea when that started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that to me, fact- to me, I was like, and then Data's just kind of like, hmm, this shuttle seems to be tampered with. What could it be? And it's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, get there. One the person Data took was like, this shuttle. The fact that Data was like, hey, there's these spikes of this energy that's yeah. happening. Uh-huh. And yeah. it took Riker to go like, okay, but it, we, we got to be careful because like a war could happen, Data. Cause like, it seemed like, it seems like to data, he's just like, this is fascinating. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, we got to do some, some decent diplomacy, but cards in there. He's just learning all the Klingon swear words. This is a very set intense situation. Okay. <laughs> but Riker was ready for, you know, I'm surprised Riker wasn't more involved because he spent, he did that officer exchange program right, a couple with the seasons before. It's like, you know, like, just let me handle this. I will yeah. eat all the fucking blood worms necessary. <laughs> I, I will do what, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll eat all the gach. But, uh, no. Uh, yeah. I like that George, uh, that, uh, um, data just calls Worf and I get it. He's the chief security officer, but you think data would throw that over like all staff, right? Yeah. You think the data would have been like Riker, Picard, Worf, like it's Jordy. Like, it's, <laughs> Hey, everyone. 
If you're hey, around if you Jordy, see Jordy, stop him. <laughs> <laughs> like red alert that shit. Yeah. Or just the, emergency the, transport Jordy to a holding cell. Just anywhere. Like, exactly. There should be yep. contingencies for that, right? <laughs> he would have to like uh, exactly like, site to site transport. <laughs> God. Yeah. And it would be funny if it was O'Brien had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, and Jordy pops in and O'Brien's kills. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Just added to O'Brien's list of trauma. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's the worst job I've been in my notes. This is where O'Brien's trauma starts. Jordy spilling a drink on him in 10 forward. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. like. <laughs> He's, I imagine, I imagine O'Brien goes back to his quarters and walks in, and he's like mum, mumbling and swearing to himself. And Keiko's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Nothing." I mean, like Jordy ruins my favorite fucking uniform, <laughs> and I got to be nice to the guy. <laughs> oh, is is that the one that uses the yeah the high thread count before they yeah. change them over yeah. and cheaped yeah. out? <laughs> they don't make these anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they favorite, look the same. My favorite but jumpsuit. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And then O'Brien like looks. At Keiko and Keiko's like, I'm not washing that for you. <laughs> right. Fine. Replicate a new one. I'm not doing she it. She doesn't even like look over her head. She's like working yeah. on, you know, a bonsai yeah. tree or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <that> <laughs> Nothing. Because like hit the last batch he ruined with bleach or something like that. Yeah. Because nobody actually washes anything in the future. They just throw it in a replicator and replicate a new, a new one. one. <laughs> okay. So the, the spilling incident. To yep. me, I thought it was coming from nowhere. You're saying, Darius, you were saying that you thought it was an order. So when they're, when they, when they, no, yeah. So when they kidnap Jordy and they're doing the like visual cortex thing or whatever, one of the other, one of the other Romulans is like, but how do we know this is going to work? And the main Romulan is like, we're going to test it here on our ship. And then we also have a test for him when he gets back to the Enterprise to make sure he's still you know, under our control. Okay. And so I think that that was their test, like spill a drink on O'Brien to see if we can still make him do something. Sure. Like that makes a lot of sense. And it's a really clever way to play with the tension. Cause we've already seen in the simulation that Jordy shot O'Brien. So we're like, yeah. Oh, is he going to shoot him? No, but he still does something, which is because in my head I was yeah. watching and I was like, well, if he kills O'Brien here, then he's done for. Yeah, exactly. Like, and O'Brien's right. a low value target. Right. I mean, maybe so. the Romulans have foresight and know that he becomes the most important man in yeah. Starfleet history. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> um, I think that that's a really good point. I do love these Romulans, by the way. This is the best when Romulans are like this. This is when this Romulans at their best is when yeah. they're doing weird conspiracy shit. Can I also point out that they're pretty dumb though, because like they get a guy who looks nothing like Jordy. <laughs> To what replace you, Jordy what on Ryan. Talking about generic African American <laughs> stand-in, <laughs> and like they send this guy to Risa yeah. to a conference full of nerds that I'm pretty sure Jordy has met some Federation of these nerds too. It's like yeah, talk to some of these people, like had video calls with these people, and this guy shows up, like dime store Jordy LaForge shows up, and they're like, <laughs> they're like you. Jordy, did you get like a facelift? Like what happened? Well, no, like, everybody's <laughs> not going to be like, hey, what's up with your face? It's the future, yeah. you know, like that, yeah, people do true. do that. There might, might be a personal issue. Uh, I imagine somebody like this guy walks away and like three of the guys who have met Jordy before are like, 
man, the guy looks real different over screen. Is he okay? Yeah, yeah no, I, he's like Tom Brady. They're like, yeah, you know, like it's kind of like what happened with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He starts like looking really weird now. Yeah, but you know, he, he just, he broke up with his holodeck girlfriend and I heard he took it real bad. The thing is, we know that the technology in the future exists to make people look like exact doubles. Like we've yeah. seen yeah. episodes yeah. of Star Trek where they do make people look like exact doubles. Like why the Romulans, Romulans clearly, especially. the Romulans clearly have this technology and they just yeah. didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, it is. God. It is not at all. Out, like the Romulans could easily have done a full double. I like to think that maybe they just got bad data. <laughs> you know, they're like the files. So this corrupted. is Jordy, huh? And the guy's like looks at the picture like, fuck. <laughs> like I, I don't look like that. <laughs> like, can we redo it? I don't have time. There's no time. You gave There's me no a time. bad reference picture, yeah, just and now to, I just have to go down his, there. Can we scan his face? Generic, yeah, literally. I literally have to be there in 10. I got to be there in 10. I have to be there in 10. Generic Romulan racism, like most humans look very similar to them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, like Eh, close enough, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, in their brain, there's no difference. Right. Like, if the Romulans look at that, they go, exact match. You know how most Romulans Romulans look really similar to us? It's like, that's what most humans look really similar to them. (laughs) They're like, exact match. I don't see the difference. And there's one Romulan there who's like part Romulan. He's like, guys, they don't look he, like, the look, same. You, at well, all. They, their face shape is completely different. <laughs> the main Romulan, Tybeck, plays yeah. Ambassador Koval in season seven of DS9. Who is, <laughs> yeah. and, and they are both Romulans. And so it's like they're definitely both alive at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it's, it's great. Who plays Do Koval? We have anything? Or not Koval, Tybeck. Um, John uh, Fleck yes. is his name. He actually also plays the Silic. the main Suliban in Enterprise. He's he does a bunch of Trek roles. He has He's great as Silic, yeah. Yeah. Nice. What were you gonna say, Darius? I was gonna say, do we have anything else we wanna quickly throw in there before we visit the archives? Yeah, I'll uh, just do a few more firsts. Uh this is the first time you ever see the Romulan Klingon trans transporter effects of the twenty fourth century. Mm. Took four seasons for that. It's also the first time we see the Type 3 phaser rifle, the little one that Jordy uses. The little toy. <laughs> the t- little toy phaser. Is it the toy phaser or is it the phaser rifle with the... Oh, is that what the Type 3... Well, I'm, let me Google Type 3 phaser rifle. Like the one that they use in the, the later Phaser shows. rifle would make me Oh, think yeah, that phaser rifle. Is. You're right. It's the one yeah. where they glued these phasers together. To the front of the... Th- <laughs> no offense, Dan, Dan Curry. I'm sure that you had to the do The phaser rifle, minute. which... We're not sure how it's any different than a regular phaser, right? We don't know. They use a different energy source, I think. Like a crystal, right? It's like a Yeah, a different energy crystal, which only Romulans would have. Uh, here's something that is for the film people. Uh, Livingston filmed the corridor scenes where LaForge is like on Manchurian candidate mode with a 17 millimeter lens. So I just like the idea of like a first time director being like, uh, we're going to need a 17 millimeter lens for was these that, shots. Was that when it was like zoomed in on his face and like when it had like the weird angle? 17 yeah, millimeter. Yeah, it's going to give you like a really 
wide aspect, but it's also going to distort. It's going to look weird, like yeah. a little. Yeah, I noticed um, it. I would love. Yeah, I would love to see the behind the scenes video of that because you know the cameraman had to be like right up on Jordy's face. Like yeah. Jordy's walking, like yeah. can't see where he's going. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really interesting choice. Uh, we should note that also the the cinematographer for this episode, who did most of TNG and Voyager and all that, is Marvin Rush, who also works on uh, the Orville currently. Oh. Uh, and he did that crazy, um, the clown episode of, of uh, Voyager, Voyager with Michael McKean. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, I just like, whenever there's something to do with a camera or a yeah. lens, I want to make sure, yeah, the director probably asked for it, but there's still somebody who has to execute it. Yeah. And also just, again, how fucking funny is that shot? Like the composition of the shot where Jordy is playing the video game and the Romulan Warbird just, just like, shows up yeah. over his shoulder, but he doesn't <laughs> see it. That's just like, that's very simple filmmaking, but we don't see it very often in uh, in Star yeah. Trek. To me, the, the plot is a little convoluted. I mean, it's pretty convoluted. For sure. Because the shuttle, I mean, rises pretty deep into Federation space. Um <clears throat> Yeah, how did Romulan Warburg get there? For the safety of Ryza, like your vacation planet, you want it to be pretty deep into the territory. Um, and there's Warburg, and Jordy's not going at warp. He's going at impulse. He's three hours away from Ryza, and this Warburg just like comes out of nowhere. I'm like, how deep into Federation territory was this Warburg when it was just like, hey, we're going to do our thing? And so, and then they go all the way back to the Klingon border. And are, are like trying to this plot to start a war between the Federation and the Klingons or disrupt the alliance between the Federation and the Klingons. Like this is a wild plan. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the Romulans are always about like, what's the, the, there's probably a pitch. Every pitch session is like, what if we Manchurian candidate? Somebody's like, yeah. And what if it's Jordy? Yeah. Yeah. And what if it's like data, data. <laughs> you know, like they, people just keep, cause it's like everybody has to get one contribution in. Cause like, that's just their philosophy. It should, the plan should be as insane as possible. Uh, and, and that's what this is. And also the Manchurian candidate is a ridiculous plot. Sure. So, and just clear the clear inspiration for this movie. Uh, one thing, but yeah, I, I think there are there are a lot of plot holes in that sense of like, yeah, I mean, like they would send a, a tiny shuttle to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing I forgot to mention also: is this is the first time you ever see Sella, who, but it's not played by Denise Crosby. Uh, so that lady Romulan who's in the dark is Sella. It's her. It's her voice, though, isn't it? It was Denise Crosby's voice. I think it is Denise Crosby's voice, but it's not the, her as standing in. And it yeah. is her character. Yeah. So it's the first time you see that, uh, which is one of the few instances of serialization. In I was going to say this is part of that arc. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Archives? Archives. Archives. Let's do it. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. <sighs> well, it's a miracle that we made it to Risa after Jordy took the only sh- the last shuttle on the way over without telling us. 
Yeah, but we booked flight yeah. on that uh, that freighter that was here, so we managed to make it. I just think it was, and it wasn't that bad. They actually, you know, were going at warp, and it was, you know, pretty comfortable. Yeah, we actually got here before he did, which is surprising. Yeah, why was he? he did he yeah. say he went impulse the whole way? Very strange. I think he wanted a break. I guess so. it sounded like he wanted a break. You know. Yeah, I get that. He likes to play those like Sudoku hey. type games. You know, where the computer asks you questions. Trivia. Yeah. Guys, I feel like I'm going crazy, but mm -hmm. when we checked in. Did you see those four people standing over by the pool that looked almost exactly like us? A little off, but almost, and they were wearing our like same uniforms as yeah. us. And like, I noticed uh, that. I did notice that, Tom. Uh, like McCall, they even got like the ridges right for your for the nose. Well, like, you know, like you have very similar nose ridges as that person. Lopec, I thought it was weird that when you tried to check in, the lady at the desk said you already had checked in. Right, and then there was that weird pause, that and she looked error. like she looked at me, and she squinted, which I'm used to with you know non-Vulcans. They just all kind of think that we look alike. Yeah. Uh, and then she said, "Let me get you a copy." It's a, like if you ever lose a card, it's okay. And I wanted to be like, well, I. I didn't lose my card. I'm checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is especially weird because we're like we've moved past like like money in this in in our economy. Did you notice that the ta like some of the towels in our room were already used? It's like well, somebody's yeah, been I, in the I room. Just kind of, yeah. I was just kind of assuming that like Ryza got busy because of the conference the conference yeah. and like they maybe just didn't have enough room cleaning and just you know like, so i walked past yeah. this Ryzen earlier and she winked at uh -huh. me she winked at me like we had like oh they, they just do that though no no yes. no they do that but she winked at me and she yeah. said thanks for earlier like like we had done what? something i haven't i haven't had jamaharan with anybody yet i mean i'm planning to don't get me wrong but no yeah i mean oh, I, I, Risa. that's what i'm gonna i mean why do you think i'm only wearing this speedo <laughs> I thought that was weird. I I think you should have waited till we got here to change into the speedo. I didn't think you should be wearing. I should have been wearing it the whole time we were on the freighter. It, it was very cold on the freighter. But, I will. I will. But, I'll, I'll note. I want to be clear that that I, it was very cold on the freighter. So uh, normally this is about three times bigger than what you're seeing right now. Just so you know, because of you know. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Shrinkage um, is like three times also, more. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It works both ways. It's also. <laughs> Did you guys also find it weird that Pert like came up with a bullshit excuse to not come on this trip with us? He said yeah. he, he said he had some sort of <laughs> some sort of freight run he was doing. I don't know. Yeah, right. he's but like. Then I walked. Yeah, he was loading Type the, Three phasers into the back of his personal shuttle. Right. Like I don't. It, it was very obvious he's selling weapons. Right. Like he wasn't being. Is he? Is he coy about it? <laughs> right, but I think he's here. I thought I saw him here. That's what I'm saying. As I walked past that group earlier, and I saw Pert. Yeah, the four of four of us. Wait, the four of us? Did we get doubled? Did we get doubled when we weren't thinking about it? <sighs> but Why the thing was, I was talking to Jordy. Most humans look look alike to me. I was talking to Jordy. Something was off. He, he didn't seem like himself. I. No. He, he's avoiding me. I've sent him several messages saying yes, you, there's this one lady that keeps asking for him 
Jahavik or something that like that? That might be the Speedo. People are are giving us pretty wide berth because of the Speedo. I'm very confused, though. You guys are saying you've talked to Jordy. He hasn't arrived yet. No, he just got here. Yeah. Wh- which guy are you talking about? I have not seen that Jordy. That guy right over there in the yellow you know uniform po- with the visor. He's wearing a visor. He's got the. Vi- he's the person with the visor. That's not Jordy. That looks nothing like Jordy. What do you, what, what do you mean that's not? Look Come at on, Humey. That's clearly Jordy. Yeah. No, it's just another. After, it, come on, it's Tom, another. Maybe you need a visor because yeah. it's pretty clear you're not seeing clearly. This is just that is Jordy LaForge. I get that all humans look alike to you. Yo, Jordy, but that is not. See, Jordy. he's looking at us and he, he's he's waving. Oh, I think he's doing, we got doubled. I think that's a Jordy double, and they weren't very good at the Jordy double. Pert, I mean, sorry, you look so much like Pert. Tom, you have to understand. We're on rides. Let's have a good time. I'm gonna go talk to my double, see what he did with that lady, because she he seemed to know how to make her happy. Um, and so maybe I can meet up with her too. Why Nicole, just because your doubled. double is straight doesn't mean you have to be straight. Listen, you can do yeah. whatever you want. Maybe me and my double. Maybe hey, I'm uh, gonna grab a wanna... horgon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I replicated Horgons for you guys too. You know, oh, little statues, right, little statues. All you got to yeah. do is put it on a table next to you. The Rhysians will come up and, uh, you know. That sounds great. Well, I was just going to read a book by the pool in my Speedo, but uh, this will work too. <laughs> in your speed. <laughs> Instead, you're going to read a Horgon? What, what do you mean? You can. No, I mean, I thought. You can still read a book. When, when I heard when Captain Picard came, he was just reading a book and, and people kept coming up to him. That's true. So yeah, yeah. But Picard's a nerd. Different, different kind of yeah. A different vibe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have Picard vibe, unfortunately, Lopez. That's ah, fine. Yeah, Picard wore a shirt. <laughs> okay, and pants. And well, pants. I gotta show off these Vulcan guns. That's that's true. <laughs> these phasers. You here. are pretty ripped. <laughs> those Type Three phaser. phaser I got those rifles. Type Three phasers, one on each arm. You should, you should, you should, because uh, your double doesn't look like it. they have as big of a muscles as you. Yeah, honestly, my double kind of looks has a Romulan vibe to them, but yeah, those, can you tell? Like those totally forehead Romulan ridges vibe. are pretty prominent. Oh, you're you're seeing those too? Okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, you guys look exactly alike to me. Oh my god, Pert, uh, Jesus, Pert, come on, man. I'm not Pert. Oh right, oh Tom, sorry, sorry, Tom. Yeah, no, oh, my Tom. bad, Tom. You two could be brothers, honestly. honestly? It's, <laughs> I see it. We're different heights. Well, like we look different. You spend a lot of time together and it's just so easy to, you yeah. know, we're roommates. We're roommates. Well, we're all roommates. We're all roommates. Oh, I just got a message. Can we also, from can Pert, we also actually. like maybe when we get back from Riza, like talk to somebody on enterprise and like, I feel like we got put the four of us got put in a room and rooms are only normally made for two people. Like, I don't understand why we all have to bunk together. Cause it's like, it feels like we're roughing it. I think that's fun. Yeah, we're like have a good time. Yeah, but like two of us don't get a bed every night. Like some like it's whoever gets into the quarters first gets a bed for the night. And like I work the late shifts, so like I never get a bed. And I slept in Bajoran caves, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly I could I could I could I could sleep on the floor more often, Tom. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Uh so we can we can talk about when we get back. Uh um, but not during this trip. Did you I guys would, download that Ryzen dating app, Riser? Uh, I have, but I think there's something wrong with the settings. 
Is it all men? It's 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 all men. <laughs> I think that that may have been done on purpose for you. I, <laughs> they they may have saw your speedo. Right, right. I just kind of it took a it scanned my body. Yeah. They this saw the a, guns and the speedo and thought, yeah, men for you. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I should have probably waited a little bit though after we got out because I did it on the way, so I was still on the freighter. So sure, I think the sure. scan is inaccurate, but okay. some pretty important features. Anyways, uh, let's. I'm gonna I'm go find gonna... that. I'm gonna go find that rising girl and uh, see if I can replicate what my double did. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All should right. we tell anybody about the doubles, or should we just you know kind of let it go? I say. Well, uh, I thought the doubles were important. You guys seem. To I think say we have a party. So I think. <laughs> if my, I think it's if just my doubles flattering. anything like me, he's gonna have a good time this week. Yeah, it's just flattering. It's nice. It's nice that that we somebody would double us. I think that's you just look at these things positively. <laughs> oh man. Okay. The the, the holodeck content uh, is so we're saying it's the scenes. It's one scene. It's just the one. This scene. one scene where uh, it's ten forward. Okay. Yeah. He kills the guy in ten forward, and the guy is O'Brien. I got to say, there's not much dialogue that stands out. It's just like them ordering Jordy around. Um, <clears throat> so I would just, the, does a good job of that genre, I guess. But I, the I one line, it, the yeah. one line I liked was he, when they said, go sit down at the table after he kills O'Brien. Oh, right. And Jordy goes over and he shoves O'Brien's legs off the 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 chair lifts up the chair and he gives like his super lavar burton swagger smirk and is like mind if i join you guys i loved that i thought <laughs> that, that was true. perfect yeah. that is a wonderful little and moment. when there's a corpse yeah. next to him on the ground that was amazing yeah 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 i'll give it a three just for that and i said a three just for that yeah yeah 2.5 two five oops uh romance zero's zero zero across the board yeah, I'm giving it Good a five for zero. action because seeing Jordy just freaking. Uh, apparently, uh, this is also apparently a sh- like a shot for shot replication of a Manchurian Candidate scene. So I'm going to give it a five for this. Is it really the, the composition of 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 him just phasering <laughs> O'Brien? So the action was great. Yeah. I love the action. O'Brien flipping and flipping over Go in ooh, his chair. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 a great scene. So yeah. five, five for me. Five. five. Okay. Five. Quinteros. Suspense. There's just some suspense. Like, what's going on? Like, how? Why are? What are they gonna do? What are they make them do? What is the plot? I'm gonna give it a three. There's a little bit of suspense for me when he pauses. Yeah, when he's right? like, like, but is I he don't want fight to. Back. Right. It, it right. reminded me of Star Trek two. Two. Yeah. Rathacon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say three. Captain Tyrell, who's like uh, three. I, I want to. Yeah, and then but he kills I himself. Can't. Two, you said, Darius? Three. 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 Okay, Mark? Three. Sorry. I just think I talked over you. Um, camp is a five for me. Anything that is going to be like three, the you know, the Romulans watching him and instructing Jordy to kill and 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 the way the holiday characters do not respond to Jordy fucking murdering somebody. And that last shot of that dead looks down at O'Brien. <laughs> so great. Oh. So it's a five for me. <laughs> uh, camp for me. Yeah. Camp's a 4.5 for four, me. Four or five. It's not for four five. And I'm going to say a four. 
stakes. Well, we know that Jordy's being trained to kill somebody. It's pretty intense. At this point, he's been fully brainwashed. Yeah. The mind. We don't know where he's, who he's going to kill, right? Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Let's say 3.5. 2.5. It's got stakes, but I don't feel. Fair enough. Computer. Final score. Calculating. 3.055. That's good. That's a respectable ranking. Yeah. Uh, absolute That's banger of an episode. Though. Middle road for a, Yeah. Yeah. Middle of the road for, for... It's literally like in the middle of our list. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of holiday content. But yeah, really, really fun episode. Good stuff. A classic. Certified fresh. Classic. Uh so what uh, do you oh, want to do? Certified trick to the holiday classic. Uh, for next week. Okay. So here's so, our plan. Uh, right, go ahead, Darius. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna. I was gonna. Jan had a great idea. Um, that, that Picard's coming out here soon. Season three of Picard, and everyone's coming back, right? Um. So because we only have four podcast episodes until then, um, and this p- episode being one of them, um. We're going to try to do an episode that features one of the main cast that are coming back in in Picard Season 3. Um, so Jan found a good episode that kind of is a twofer uh, with Deanna Troy and Riker. To thy, uh, thine own self. That's a, we're doing two episodes. I'm just realizing now we're doing episodes back to back that are Shakespeare quotes. This is like there's oh. a quote in the, a moat in the mind's eye, and then it's like to thine own self be true. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. just a coincidence. But we know that Star Trek is riddled with with uh, with Shakespeare references. So yeah, it's a Riker Deanna combo. So this this week was Jordy. This week was obviously Jordy. Next week, Diana, Deanna, and Riker, and then we'll I guess do a Wharf and a Crusher episode as well. And the Crusher one is also um, works as a Picard episode because it's the big goodbye. I think. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Um, cool. So we're on TNG month, is what we're saying. Yep. Basically, it's TNG month. Prep for Picard. <clears throat> I'm very cool. optimistic, um, which has burned me so many times with Picard, I but I am say. so optimistic. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have to, I got a delivery or something. So at the beginning of this episode, I said, hey, I might have to take a phone call in the middle of this because I have a delivery coming. Um, that delivery has not happened. Well, that's good. And Jan just got a delivery. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. Proceed. Sorry. That's no, okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've been getting more people uh, joining in the Discord who said they've been listening for a while, mm-hmm. and we love that. That's great. Um, it's great to know that we're not just doing this for like the same twenty-five people uh, 25, every week. People. Even though, if you are the same twenty-five people, though, we love people. doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love you for listening. So. Um, the best thing you can do in my opinion is share this podcast with people, but the other things you can do is like, like subscribe, comment, um, leave a review. Reviews are the biggest thing. If you can leave a written review, that is the best, absolute best thing you can do. Yep. Is it? Yeah. I've, I've 
one of my friends who does the how's how stuff works podcast they like figured uh-huh. out that this is that is the most valuable metric besides obviously getting somebody else to subscribe so uh, if you can do that right. if you have the bandwidth for it we'd awesome. love that that'd be great yeah we belong to a really amazing podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Check out their other pods and content. We love them. Now, we've already said subscribe to this. We also have a Discord. Check out our link tree on Instagram. Also, no, actually, there's a Discord link in the thing now, too. Just great. Yep. There's a coffee link in there if you want to throw us like a fiver or something that helps us pay for Zoom and keep everything operational. Uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline, used, per- per- used with permission from the Midwest Collective. Got it. As always, this is a fan podcast um, and CBS, Viacom, Paramount Global. Please leave us alone. We're just doing this for fun and just having a good time shooting the shit. Yeah. Um, Paramount, your app's getting better, but make it better. What did oh, I yeah. see the 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 movie for the the Korean War movie had the Top Gun Maverick stuff overlaid it? <laughs> yeah, that? did it really? So what's it's it's really funny because it's like a joke that has been going around since that movie was announced because Glenn Powell is in both Top Gun Maverick and this Jonathan Majors uh, Devotion movie. Devotion, that's right. And uh-huh. They came out in the same year and they're both like naval aviation movies. So the description uh-huh. of the movie fits for Top Gun Maverick. It's like, you know, two na- <laughs> two naval pilots or something like that who, you know, become <laughs> heroes in the face of great adversity or something like that. So it's like oh so it says devotion, but it's just a trailer for Top Gun Maverick. And I'm like, yeah, I mean like it works. <laughs> okay. Half of the cast members are appropriate. <laughs> from, from both movies. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was something that I thought was really funny the other day. I just love the glitches that, that come up on, yeah, on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Glitches. Yeah, because they're both on Paramount Plus. They right are now. too. At this point, at this point, with exception to their their major glitches, like, uh, and it's not a glitch; it's a feature apparently to them. Pressing spacebar exits you from full screen instead of playing pause. With exception to that, I have found that Paramount Plus glitches have become to me what glitches in red dead redemption were right you're like you look for them yeah you love them like like bethesda glitches skyrim any bethesda glitch you're just like what's like people don't have faces (laughs) and stuff like that kind of thing yeah like you 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 like trip on a rock and your body goes flying (laughs) into the air and like like, oh shit the card's clipping through the walls yeah (laughs) great we see behind the sets <laughs> oh man, yeah, that they're fun now. I've learned to love it. Uh, it's 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 good stuff. But that does not an excuse not to fix them. Yeah. Do, do fix them, there, please. Still fix them, please. please fix them. <laughs> All right, computer and program. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite, and for a while I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.